and welcome to the final uh, podcast in this podcast series called the the alphabet of the heart my name is james kirby and i'm joined here for the final time with dr james Doty. wonderful to be with you james I've got to tell you, I'm a little sad in, in, in wrapping up this podcast series. It's been an absolute delight uh, the last, uh, you know, 12 podcasts with you. So thank you for engaging with me in these conversations. Well, no, and I also want to thank you for uh, really being the impetus for uh, creating this uh, podcast on the alphabet of the heart. And I suppose that in some ways will be somewhat of the theme of today's uh, podcast. Uh, and that is, you know, wow, I mean... You know, you wrote the book and, you know, it's now been translated into 22 different languages. In fact, you're about to fly out to the Netherlands to, to talk about it at a, a, as a keynote speaker. And, and it's just been taken up in so many different ways, particularly as Alphabet of the Heart. I mean, did you ever expect that? No, not, not at all. <laughs> and in fact, uh, as I've said a bit earlier in uh, the podcast, uh, uh, the alphabet was created uh, after I had been asked to be the keynote speaker at uh, the white coat ceremony ceremony for incoming medical students at my alma mater, Tulane University School of Medicine. And uh, um, the requirement that I actually give this keynote address to inspire these students uh, actually led me to have this reflection on my own life and the experiences I've had and the really the key uh, aspects of the lessons that I've learned and hopefully uh, made me a better human being. And um, they began with uh, this interaction I had with this woman named Ruth uh, in the magic shop. That's the title of the book. And um, uh, But really following that uh, talk, not only did that uh, receive a standing ovation from the medical students, this mnemonic, if I, if you will, that uh, I had indicated uh, I found useful and uh, summarized my own sort of worldview from the experiences I've had and how it could help make an individual not only a better physician, but a better person by actually going through this alphabet on a daily basis with intention. But the extraordinary thing that happened from that was that about a few months after that talk, I received an email from a woman uh, uh, who's the spiritual director of the largest homeless shelter in the United States, and her name is Ann Helmke. And and actually what's extraordinary is Ann has uh, just been down in Cape Town with um, my friend Desmond Tutu celebrating his 85th birthday. So if Ann's listening, hello, Ann. But uh, anyway, um, Ann... uh, had become burned out from her position, um, which can be quite challenging. And um, um, what she told me was that all her friends, who were people of faith, uh, many of them, had uh, tried to uh, give her uh, scripture or other uh, sayings or uh, tools that would sort of reinvigorate her and give her the strength to return to work and really nothing had worked and um, on the last day at work uh, someone shared with her this alphabet of the heart and she found it so inspiring that it gave her the strength to return to work and you can imagine receiving an email from someone who tells you that it was really really very moving and then um, I thanked her for that note and then a few months later she sent me a note saying how this practice had been incorporated uh, in regard to many of the clients at the homeless shelter. And again, very, very moving. A few months later, she sent me another email. What's extraordinary, she said, 
I shared your story with a good friend of mine whose daughter makes beads. And as you know, uh, uh, beads uh, are present in many religions as a method of centering oneself in regard to their faith. Uh, they can be called mala beads in Buddhism or Hinduism uh, um, or uh, prayer beads, if you will. And she said, uh, my friend's daughter was so moved uh, that she actually took those 10 letters and made a mala out of it. And uh, But on her own, she added a golden bead to represent the golden rule, which really, uh, in many ways, summarizes uh, the, uh, the alphabet. It really is an expression. Uh, all the actions involved are an expression of the golden rule. And um, as you know, uh, the golden rule is uh, do unto others as you wish those to do unto you. And uh, it really uh, actually is quite profound. And again, uh, this has been present for uh, thousands of years. And uh, there's deep truth to that. So anyway, uh, she made this set of beads and, uh, and expressed to me how uh, she was using them. And then uh, she sent me some, uh, and I began using them as my own practice, where I would wake up each morning and sit by the bed, acknowledging my gratitude for simply being present and being so blessed uh, with so many wonderful things. And uh, then I would, with intention, go through uh, the letters. And again, finally, at the end, holding this golden bead, and again, thinking how uh, I wish to be treated and manifesting this as this desire to uh, demonstrate kindness and love to others. And uh, that's become my practice. I carry those beads around with me. And so it's really been quite extraordinary. And now, uh, what <laughs> to complete this story is, uh, uh, Anne, actually then, a few months after um, telling me that she uh, these beads had been created, sent me an email and said she was so moved by this still that she had created a videotape on YouTube uh, that actually uh, is quite beautiful. Uh, you can find it at www.salsa.net forward slash peace, P-E-A-C-E, on YouTube. And it, um, it actually shows this young lady making the beads, stringing them through, adding the golden bead, and Anne is speaking, talking about how through intention and repetition one can create super neural highways of compassion and how uh, this idea of neuroplasticity or change in your brain is, is demonstrated by this type of an action where you can change your brain to be more compassionate and kind. And uh, really that has spread all over the world. The beads uh, are now present all over the world, and in fact, they're sold as a fundraiser for the homeless shelter in San Antonio. And uh, it's interesting how uh, such an idea can spread, and in fact, a friend of mine sent me an, a photograph that he took while on a medical missionary in Nicaragua, and it was his first day as a surgeon at this hospital, and he went in to wash his hands to begin an operation, and amazingly, someone had written out uh, on a piece of paper above the scrub uh, sink, the alphabet of the heart, and he uh, photographed it and sent it to me. And, uh, uh, 
That's amazing. <laughs> it was just incredible, incredibly moving to show you how uh, there's so much power in, in things like this sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And it also just shows you, and this has really been um, at the key of every podcast, how you know, never underestimate the power of one small deed. And in fact, it's from those small beginnings that big things grow. And uh, who would have thought putting together a mnemonic like this for a white coat ceremony would lead to a, a key element within the book, which would lead to the beads, which would lead to people taking it and using it and, and to help cultivate compassion within their own lives, let alone this podcast and, and now discussing them more in depth. And I think also you've received emails and, and letters from, uh, all walks of life, from people from all walks of life. Uh, I know the other day you received a letter from someone in the prison system and also someone from in residential care and how they read it to individuals within that care setting. No, no, uh, uh, that's right. And uh, in fact, uh, I know a number of teachers ha- who have introduced this in, uh, as a practice within uh, the classroom uh, to promote resilience and to give the kids a tool to sort of look at the world in a different way. And so, again, I, I feel incredibly uh, blessed and humbled and, uh, and thankful uh, that uh, this has actually happened. So I suppose at this point, um, it's, a, it's a little late in the podcast to say, but uh, I will anyway. If, you, if this is the first time you're tuning in, it might be useful uh, to go back and listen to some of our earlier podcasts. And, and in each podcast, we've gone through each letter um, of the alphabet of the heart, starting at C, ending in L. And perhaps, Dr. Doty, um, you might like to briefly take us through what each of those letters uh, represents. Of course. Um, so beginning uh, the alphabet of the heart, C, uh, it's for compassion, um, compassion towards yourself uh, and others, recognizing that everyone is suffering and deserves our compassion. D is for dignity, recognizing uh, that every human being, regardless of their situation and circumstance, deserves to be treated with respect and dignity. They are your equal. E for equanimity. Life will always have its ups and downs, and while one often wishes the ups could last forever, it is not in our lot as humans. So don't grab too tight on the ups. Often is the downs that teach us the greatest lessons about who we are or what we can become. So try to have an evenness of spirit, a calmness and a steadiness, regardless of whether life is treating you um, in a good way or a bad way. The very nature of our humanity is that both extremes will occur, and typically none of them is going to last forever. F is for forgiveness, because people are going to disappoint us, and in fact we're going to disappoint others. And when one remains angry or hostile towards another who they think has wronged them, it's often like drinking poison and somehow thinking that's going to kill the other person. It doesn't work and only makes you suffer. And also, when you reflect on how you would like to be treated if you've done an action against another, and perhaps even recognize that it was a negative action, how you yourself would like to be forgiven, and how others have forgiven you in the past. G is for gratitude, appreciating how fortunate we are in having gratitude for what we have, and not having attachment to this perception that others have more than you or may not deserve having more than you. H is for humility. Being humble can be very difficult sometimes, 
But the reality is that recognizing that we are no more important than any other person and looking at each person as an equal allows us to serve without feeling superior or feeling pity for another. I is for integrity, having personal values, ethics, integrity, and knowing that if you start making exceptions to your values, that oftentimes this is a slippery slope and can result in us compromising our best selves. And uh, oftentimes that first small action can lead to ever and ever uh, greater uh, negative actions. J is for social justice, understanding that each of us has personal responsibility towards those who are less fortunate or vulnerable. K is for kindness, the implementation or the active component of compassion. It's the recognition of another's suffering and the desire to intervene and relieve suffering that defines compassion. But kindness is actually compassion and action there doesn't actually have to be suffering within another to demonstrate kindness. It's simply this intention selflessly to simply be of benefit to another and care for them. F finally is for our L finally is for love. Uh, it's the glue that connects us all and when freely given is returned to us over and over again and it really is the um, box that contains every one of those other letters. And this mnemonic for me connects me to my heart. It centers me. It allows me to be open. It allows me to care. And as I said earlier, I begin each day sitting with the alphabet, going through it with intention and purpose, and actually repeat it throughout the day. In fact, as I said earlier, I actually carry a set of these beads with me throughout the day. Maybe uh, since we haven't uh, gone over the last trick, trick number four that Ruth taught me, maybe I could share that with you because we talked about intention uh, throughout uh, this podcast. We talked about uh, the nature of reality and having insight and clarity to what that means and who we are and how to be our best selves. So let me share that with you as we complete uh, this last podcast, which I hope uh, you enjoy. Clarifying your intent. As we talked about with the other tricks, one of the first things to do is to relax your body slowly breathe in through your nose and out. We talked about taming the mind and being present. We talked about this idea of open-heartedness. The goal of this exercise is to think of something you wish to accomplish, perhaps an aspect of yourself that you wish to improve, or a goal or a task that's important to you but is yet not fully formed in your mind. It is important that such a goal or vision, though, is one that does not involve harm to another or bad intention. While this technique could help you accomplish such a goal, it will ultimately result in pain and suffering to yourself, make you unhappy, and potentially make many others unhappy. So begin 
relaxing your body. And once you're relaxed and you're focused on your breathing, and you've tried to empty your mind of all the thoughts that you're having that are flowing by you, don't connect to them or have a response to them, but just sit with them and let them go by. When those thoughts arise, guide your attention back to your breath and continue to breathe in and out, completely emptying your mind. Now what I'd like you to do is to think of a goal or a task and see yourself as having accomplished that task. Sit with the vision as you slowly breathe in and out, in and out. Feel the positive emotions associated with accomplishing your goal or having achieved your wish. Experience how good it feels to have taken a thought and turned it into reality. Sit with that positive feeling as you see yourself having accomplished your task or your goal. And once you've seen yourself in this position, begin to add details to the vision. How do you look? Where are you? How are people responding to you? Add as much detail as you can to this vision as you repeat it over and over, slowly breathing in and exhaling. Repeat this one to two times daily or more for 10 to 30 minutes each day. And again, each time, begin with the vision of yourself having accomplished your goal. Sit with the feelings. Each time, as you look at the vision, add more and more detail. The vision will initially begin being quite fuzzy. There are parts missing. You're not seeing it clearly. But you will find, as you repeat this exercise over and over, the details of that vision become clearer and clearer as that vision, that task you wish to accomplish, is incorporated into your subconscious. With each time you do the exercise, you will find you are refining the vision as your unconscious mind begins having clarity of intention. This is not to say that the path from point A to point B will be a straight line or without hills and valleys or detours. But once it is set as an intention in your mind and seeing that vision over and over become clearer and clearer, it will result in that intention manifesting more likely than not by having this repeating intention and vision of what you wish to accomplish. It's not so much how you get there, as I spoke about, but is actually having the goal manifest. It is with this clarity of intent that a vision becomes a reality. James, uh, thank you again. I hope for our listeners that this podcast has offered you some insights, some practical techniques that will allow you to become your best self.
I would uh, love to hear from you, your comments about what you think of this podcast. Maybe if you have some insights that might make it better, or maybe even uh, adding some more to our alphabet. Uh, it would really be wonderful um, to hear from you. And again, I do hope that this offers you some relief from your own suffering and hopefully also a vision of um, how you might manifest your best self. So thank you again, James, for uh, helping this podcast manifest. Thank you, uh, Tulane, for asking me to speak and really resulting in this uh, reflection, which ultimately became the alphabet. And thank you, Anne, uh, for uh, manifesting um, the compassion beads. Again, everyone, uh, I have much gratitude, and uh, it's really been wonderful to be with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Doty, for, for firstly sharing that beautiful um, meditation with us. Thank you so much. And also uh, for sharing this alphabet with us all. Um, it is through giving that to us that so much good has come. So we are very much in your debt. So thank you so much. And these are accessible, these podcasts, from various sources, such as the Center for Compassion, Altruism, Research and Education website, or CCARE for short. Um, that's at ccare.stanford.edu. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, you can also go to Dr. Doty's website. JamesRDotyMD.com and IntoTheMagicShop.com And please feel free to listen to these as many times as you wish. And also, I'm sure this won't be the last time Dr. Doty will be on the podcast airwaves. So stay tuned for what might be possible in the future with this continued podcast series. And I just want to finish up by saying thank you so much, Dr. Doty, for this uh, absolute privilege of an experience. So thank you. Well, it's been my privilege, too, and uh, it's really been a joy getting to know you and your family. And uh, it also uh, gives me uh, great uh, uh, memories uh, being recalled of my time in Australia, and I'm really looking forward to uh, coming and uh, visiting you and our mutual friend, Stan Stendhal, who I'll uh, um, just mention here because uh, he's uh, such a wonderful guy, and in some ways... Your path to me has been through Stan. So, Stan, I know uh, you're out there somewhere, so uh, take care. Bye. <laughs> That's lovely. Thanks, Dr. Davey. Bye-bye.